What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. We do the Steelers beat. We looking at all sorts of things. Dale's got a mock draft coming out this Saturday. So check that out on DKPittsburghSports.com. He'll give you all his latest picks that he has for the Steelers. I've got my mock draft coming out this Wednesday. So you can look at that on the the website then. But Dale, we got to talk about the news of the day in the NFL and a really big trade happened amongst three teams in the top 12 of the picks. The San Francisco 49ers traded up for having the 12th pick in this draft to get the third pick off of the Dolphins. In doing so, they coughed up three first round picks and a third round pick in the process. Then the Dolphins then used their leverage to trade up with the Eagles. They swap. Uh, They get the sixth spot in the draft off of the Eagles. The Eagles get the 12th spot. So now this changes a lot of conversations that everyone's talking about with, of course, the quarterback position when it comes to this draft, because, you know, at first we were thinking like, okay, you know, with, with them there, you know, the, the, the Dolphins trust Tua, you know, and the Niners weren't even in the conversation. Now that the Niners are pumped up, it's obvious they're going to take a quarterback and we're not even in April yet. And we're seeing these kind of crazy trades. Yeah, it's uh, weird to see something like this or this much movement a month out from the draft. Uh, I think it's not a coincidence that this happened on the same day that Zach Wilson was having his workout at BYU. I think he's locked into that number two spot now. So Jacksonville will take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, The Jets will then take Zach Wilson. And the 49ers made that move up to go get a quarterback. Uh, Obviously, they like one of those other three guys. Um, I, you know, you can hypothesize about whoever that may be, but that makes the real winner in this whole thing. The Atlanta Falcons sitting there at four mm. because now the Falcons are going, OK, we just signed Matt Ryan to a, a contract extension that essentially marries him to us for the next two years uh, because his it, 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 he's got a, now a Ben Roethlisberger like cap hit the next two years, what Roethlisberger had before the Steelers reworked his deal. It's, it's, it's like 40 plus million in dead money to move on from Matt Ryan the next two years. So that's not happening now for the Falcons. So now if you're Atlanta, you're, you're, you're saying, okay, our phone is uh, our phone is on. Let's uh, see who wants to move up to number four now to go get that next quarterback. Once that happens, now, maybe that doesn't happen until the draft. Mm-hmm. because people are going to want to see now what the 49ers do. Uh, do they, you know, do they go for uh, Trey Lance? Do they go, uh, you know, for, for the Ohio state kid? Do they go for, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, Mac Jones or whoever. Mac Jones or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, so you're sitting there at four and you say, okay, Carolina Panthers, do you want to, you want to get a quarterback? And the Carolina Panthers are very interested in getting a quarterback. Yes, they, are. They, they don't love Teddy Bridgewater. He's not the answer. Uh, you know, everybody who said that the Steelers should go sign Teddy Bridgewater can go jump off a bridge. He stinks. <laughs> he is he is checked down Charlie to the nth degree. So off the Panthers of, are sitting into the water. Yeah, the Panthers are sitting there at eight and they're going to, uh, you know, so now they've got to move up maybe with the Falcons. And I think the other big winner out of this whole thing, in addition to the Falcons, is the Cincinnati Bengals who are yeah. sitting there going, well, we've got our quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sitting here at five and we're going to get our, our choice of Panay Sewell or Pitts or Jamar Chase or one of those guys. I would I would assume it's Sewell, but the, the you know the Bengals are sitting here at five going, okay, before the 49ers moved out of that spot or before the 49ers moved into that spot, well, maybe we we're looking at uh, the Dolphins taking Sewell or maybe the Jets were going to take Sewell. Well, now the Bengals can just stay right there at five and take Sewell. 
Yes, they can. And, and, and that's going to be, and that's the thing that they need. They need protectors. You know, they drafted Jonah Williams very high. He didn't play his first year. He's been injured and, you know, he's, he hasn't turned into what they needed just yet, but they need to get protectors for Joe Burrow. And when they sign, they sign Raleigh reef so they can move, you know, they can, they can draft Sewell, start mm-hmm. reef at, at right tackle, kick Williams inside the guard. And now they've completely remade their offensive line in one year. And this is the thing we said that they were going to need to do last year, Dale, was we said, who's going to block for, for Joe Burrow? And sure enough, he got hurt in the middle of the season and missed out on de- you know, getting a full year of development. You get a Penny Sewell, you're, off, you're feeling really good about your offensive line then. You're like, okay, we've, in, we've invested the proper, the proper draft cap, capital and paid the right guys to build an offensive line. Now Joe Burrow can kind of work with something and develop in that offense. But I wonder, Dale, does that – does that kind of hurt the Falcons leverage with some of those teams that say like the Panthers say, Hey, you want to jump up spots? Cause right now that draft order after the Falcons. And again, we're presuming Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, Zach Williams to the jets at two, the Niners get either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. And then at four, the last guy that you and I say is the bona fide, a bona fide first round pick guy is either Lance or Fields, whoever doesn't get picked there. But if the Bengals aren't picking him at five and the Dolphins just traded back at six, you know, and the Lions, they just got Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff doesn't move the needle for me. I think if the Lions are sitting there and one of those quarterbacks falls to them, they take you the quarterback. Doing it? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if you're the Panthers, you have to look at it that way that, oh my, that, that's what's going to happen. Or you have to be concerned about one of these other quarterback needy teams trading up ahead of you. What if the Patriots say, okay, hey, Lions, uh, you know, what if we, uh, what if we give you this, this, and this? we'll move up to 15 or we'll move up from 15 to seven to get ahead of Carolina. So the Carolina Panthers almost have to be aggressive here and make a move because they don't want to have Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback again this year. Agree. I mean, no, I definitely, that makes a lot of sense. And that was what I was going to, what I was going with is all the lions, the team that, that threatened you the most there at quarterback. Uh, and, and Hey, like you said, if the Falcons get that, I mean, Hey, the, the Dolphins, they just, they're still in, they're, they're still in top six. They just got a, a boatload of picks to go into this equation. Um, that That's they're, they're building up a really good set of picks over the next three years for Brian Flores and his crew to, to, to build this roster with. And, you know, it's kind of a point like if at any point over the next three years where you think, you know what, two is not the guy, they have the extra picks on hand already to say, you know what, if we like this guy this year, we'll trade up and, and, and get him. So that's an interesting position to be. And we're talking all about how these quarterbacks will play out early. I know a lot of people are listening. Okay, what about the Steelers? This is what, and Dale, you tweeted this out earlier. This is what it takes often to trade up into that top 10 to get a quarterback when everyone knows people want quarterbacks in that year. It is expensive. It is difficult. And oftentimes when you trade up, it don't work. We were just talking about a month ago about how, when we see all these quarterbacks move, no quarterback drafted in the first round from 2009 to 2016 has stuck with their team. You know, it's, it's tough to, to, for people, for me, for people to sell this idea to me that, yeah, if they just trade up into the top 10, they'll definitely get the guy that they, that, that will, that will be the next Ben Roethlisberger. You get a guy that you think has a chance to be that, but it's not a guarantee by any means. No, that that's right. And, and, and you know, uh, even had the Steelers moved on from Ben Roethlisberger this year, uh, does anybody really think they were going to be picking top 10 next year? Right. Outside of the Kanger on our website. <laughs> 
I, I, I'm right with you because, and, but Dale, and when you, we were, we were joking about this uh, earlier this week. How many times have we heard that the Steelers are going to fall off the cliff this year over the past 10 years? It seems like every year, this is the year that the Steelers are going to have a losing record and not just a losing record, but go and pick in the top 10 or top five. And that this is the, I mean, they said that even when they traded to get Minka Fitzpatrick, like, what are you doing? You were about to get a top five pick overall. Now you're still going to get a top five pick or a top 10 pick. And now the Dolphins are going to have it. And then that didn't even happen. So it's like, I just, I, I don't see that happening at all but what is interesting is you're seeing all these teams reaching and moving and getting aggressive for quarterbacks it's going to create opportunities on the back end of the draft because whenever there's a quarterback heavy draft and there's other positions of need there's going to be at least one or two positions where you can say hmm that guy's really worthy of being in that top 15 discussion and he's down here in the 20s that changes the, the that that change that moves the needle as Dale just said about the Lions. We're gonna take a quick break. We come back. I want to talk to Dale just about who does fit that profile or some players that you might think in different positions could fall to the Steelers at 24. Back here on the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Podcast on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. We were just talking about the crazy trade that happened with quarterbacks and how it's moving quarterbacks up. And, you know, Dale, if someone's crazy enough to go get back Jones, by the way, in the first round, by all means, more power to him. But I, I just don't I don't see it. I don't see the people that, that, that are saying this. You know, he ran, I think, a decent 40 time or something. I don't care about that. What I do care about, though, is like we were just talking about, People moving up and getting these these quarterbacks in the first round, it's going to move other positions down. Now, we know there's certain guys who still will be taken in the top 10, top 15. You know, the Penny Sewell you were just talking about, he's gone top five. You know, if you know, at, at worst, he gets picked by the Bengals. You know, Kyle Pitts is in that conversation. Jalen Waddle, Justin Chase, uh, you know, uh, or Justin Chase, Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, he's, you know, guys like that are absolutely going to be in that. Devontae Smith is going to be in that conversation. Um and then you start to get to, to the, the top of each position and say, okay, who can slip out because everyone's getting greedy for a specific position group? You know, we've talked about how that could happen at offensive tackle. Christian Derisaw out of Virginia Tech, Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Um, and then teams start to say, uh, do we do we go get Jalen Mayfield from Michigan? You could see a run at offensive tackle. Uh, you know, I, I look at other positions, you know, we saw some interesting pro days over the past week with Patrick Sertan looking good at Alabama at cornerback, JC Horn looking amazing in his pro day at cornerback at, with South Carolina. And then of course, um, uh, Michael Parsons with, with Penn state, you know, running a blazing 40 time. Granted, these are pro days. It's not the same as the combine, but still Dale, some of these guys are going to, you know, some of these position groups are going to have guys pushed to the lower rounds and that may change how the Steelers look at their, at their big board. Yeah, for sure. And I think the guy, um, you know, you mentioned a couple of cornerbacks there. I think the guy who's going to slip a little bit is Caleb Farley out of Virginia tech. Um, And, you know, you turn on his tape, he's an outstanding player, but he of course opted out this past year. Then he had back surgery last week. Uh, You know, he should be, he was the top, he's the the top of my uh, cornerback board uh, above those other guys, uh, but he's not able to work out. 
You don't have any, uh, you know, tape of him from this year. He got the back issue. And I just wonder, you know, the more mock drafts, drafts that I do, I keep coming. He's available for the Steelers at pick 24. And I'm going, okay, you have to check out medically. But, man, the tape is really good. I think, you know, you look at the size, 6'2", 207. Uh, to, you know, he has Rod Woodson-like ball skills. Yeah. Uh, he's aggressive. I mean, he would be an awfully tough guy to pass up at pick 24. And I think there's a good possibility that he's available there. Um, you know, if somebody wants to, to reach and, and take a guy like Jason Owa, who ran a four, three, six, 40 at, at his pro day, uh, you know, uh, that's great. He's six, five, two fifty seven. Great. Fantastic. Had no sacks last year mm-hmm. in seven games at Penn state. He didn't even fall into a quarterback once. Uh, you might, you might, you know, you're that big and you're that fast and you don't accidentally knock a quarterback down. That's a problem to me. So if somebody wants to reach and take a guy like that ahead of, uh, you know, where he should be picked, uh, it's going to be interesting here how this, how everything kind of works out from these pro days. But uh, uh, those are, you know, if guys like that go earlier than they should, um, you know, maybe some guys slip down. I, I just, I don't love the edge class at this year. Um, right. No, I agree. As, as a whole, I think there's some interesting guys there, but you know, you look at a guy like Jalen Phillips uh, out of Miami. Um, he's a four, three end. I'm sorry. That's what he yeah. is. And he's had multiple concussions, uh, some injury issues. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting to watch this. There's some other guys there that, you know, that just don't fit, uh, you know, I quitty pay worked out for Michigan on, on, the, on Friday. Mm-hmm. He's a four, three end. You know, these guys are not on the Steelers board. So, you know, as I did last week, you can you can stack 24 guys uh, for the Steelers, uh, you know, and take some guys off that board and get still have some pretty good guys who are there. It picks, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 that that are really good football players that the Steelers, I'm sure, would be happy to take at pick 24. And that you mentioned something that always does happen too. Like we, you and I will make all these draft boards. We'll talk with other draft experts. You'll talk uh, to Matt Williamson. We'll have all these guys who say, these are the picks. And then there will always be teams that come in. Oh yeah. We'll take Cleveland Farrell at like seventh overall. We're like, what? Where did that come from? They took him fourth, fourth, which is even crazier. And I remember we were all sitting there like, okay, well, again, that moves the draft board down even further for some of the players to get to the Steelers. Um, That's the kind of stuff that when I see, like, I I still account for things that we're not going to be able to predict. Like you just brought up, you, you just brought up, you know, what if a random edge rusher gets that, you know, what if someone does that? for like, you know, Trayvon Morig or just, just or just pick a name that you see that's not in the top, that's not a consistent top. If somebody, pick. you know, somebody falls in love with, with a guy like Milton Williams yes. at, a, at a Louisiana Tech, 6'3", 284, and he ran a 4'6", 140, mm-hmm. and, he, and he had a 40-inch vertical. At 6'3", 284 pounds, you're like, you know, you're just taking a complete size speed guy. Uh, and he's a good football player, but he probably shouldn't be a first round pick. But right. those kind of guys get drafted earlier than than you would expect. And so when that happens, you see guys fall. Now, of course, you and I, we have talked a lot this offseason. We will continue to talk a lot this offseason about the running back position. When all this is happening, it gives me a much better 
better sense that you're going to have a good chance to pick, you know, whether it's Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, or Javante Williams with that 24th overall pick. Um, and maybe even if they were able to trade back, still get a chance to get them in the later part of the first round or an earlier part of the second round, depending on what they get back for uh, tra- trading back. Um, but still, there's guys at off-ball linebacker that could be ready. You know, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from, from Notre Dame, uh, you know, he's a he's a guy that a lot of people like the way that he moves about the field. You know, if he falls down to you, you take do I do I pair him with uh, with Devin Bush, which was a point that I made with my Carter's class. See, I, I wouldn't do that because I, you know, I, I keep hearing that he played at like 205 pounds last yeah, year. He's really light. Like he's he's more of a safety into a linebacker. Type. Like I'm, I'm I think more- he I mean, I think he compares more to like a Jamal Adams mm. than he, I think than it's he a good does because he's. When you watch his tape, he's not a he's not a, a a one. He doesn't get off of blocks very well, and he can stuff the run, but he needs a one on one shot, and he kind of needs to charge himself up. But he's not the 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 he doesn't have you're you're all right. He doesn't have the girth that you want to make a big step. But again, you're still looking at the linebacker position. Is there a guy that you like? who who falls to you because that I think Micah Parsons has run himself back up into the top of the conversation of being a top 12 top 15 pick because there was talk after he opted out would he still be good in his pro day he did light it up and show that hey, I'm still that guy um, but like you said Caleb Farley a guy that if people don't like his back injury he could fall down to the Steelers and you know we just talked about how you know over in the middle of the week with the Steelers podcast we do Dale about you know they lost Steven Nelson they're still looking for replacements you draft a replacement now not only do you have uh, if Caleb Farley you know can come back healthy and and be the guy that you think he can be now not only do you have Steven Nelson's replacement immediately you have the guy that's going to be the the CB1 for the future and then you could talk to Joe Hayden and be like hey man like you know we we may not have, you know we would like to keep you around if we want to but we got this other guy who's going to be the dude for the next several years so you know there's you gotta this is why we always say you gotta keep best player available in mind because anytime you lock yourself into a position you could miss your chance to draft your next superstar player that you didn't plan on drafting right away because you weren't sure if they'd fall to you yeah and so you know there's there's a lot to play out here um, again, you, you never make snap dis- judgments on what the Steelers or what any team's offseason looks like until you see what happens uh, in the draft and everything else. I mean, there's this is a uh, I really like the, the second and third round guys in this draft. Really, that second round is, is, is a really sweet spot to be at, um, you know, early third. So uh, a lot of good pl- football players there and guys who can come in and help right away. Absolutely. And Dale, we're going to be talking about this for, for quite some time about who's going to be there. I mean, the draft, we're about a month away now. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where we only got a few more of these shows to do on the weekends before we do know who the Steelers first round pick is. And again, there could be more trades that happen. We just saw this trade happen, you know, in late March. Uh, you know, who's to say that more trades won't be happening before? Normally, it's the week of the draft that these crazy trades start happening. And that could still be on the books here for that first round. And who knows if the Steelers will be involved with that trading back at all or doing doing anything. Um, but I bet I bet one thing's for sure is they're going to be able to find a guy that they're that they're going to want to contribute right away with this year's draft. 
Um, again, we'll keep you apprised with all the developments in the draft and all the prospects available. If quarterbacks are going to plenty and tackles are going to plenty, that means at least there's, there's some positions that are going to have their top guys available at 24. Um, from Chris Carter and Dale Lolly, thanks so much for listening to the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Podcast here on DK Sports Radio. Remember to subscribe. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon, we're anywhere podcasts are hosted. Check us out. Give us five stars as a, as a review with a positive comment. Doing both at the same time really helps us out. Stay tuned for DK Sports Radio. We got a lot of great stuff coming your way this weekend.